Hi loves and welcome back to another episode of Starbound, a podcast for the spiritually curious and astrologically inclined. So I'm sitting here in my parents' living room, getting cosy, getting comfortable and wondering, well, what am I meant to speak about this week? I was also considering this in the car um, just now too. I I was just dropping my sister off at a doctor's appointment um, and I was her token chauffeur. And on the way back, I was just like, hmm, Spirit, what would you like me to speak about? And this is what came through. We're going to speak this week about antidepressants, which, you know, you might be a bit like, well, isn't this meant to be a podcast all about spirituality and astrology and healing? And antidepressants, obviously very much like specific to your circumstances and your situation and what you're moving through, have been such a tool in helping me reconnect to my intuition, reconnect to my body, reconnect to my own wisdom. I first started taking antidepressants in March of 2017. I'd hit a really low point with my mental health. I was having insomnia, um, really just a lot of residue and trauma that I hadn't really looked at or felt comfortable enough to process started to arise. And it didn't just come up like a little bit at a time. It just suddenly like hit me. Um... And I suppose, retrospectively, like speaking about it, my body must have felt safe enough to start accessing those emotions, those feelings. But my nervous system wasn't capable for the amount of it. And and I went to the psychiatrist in London and I was just finding it very difficult to function. And I'd been really tossing and turning on whether to take antidepressants or not. Because in my eyes, back then, I had some judgment around it. I felt they were something that wasn't necessarily natural, um, that there was perhaps another way of helping the symptoms I was moving through. But I hit a point back in 2017, where I was just invited to surrender. And this is where the spirituality comes into it, because I was feeling so low, so unable to just navigate my daily life. And and very highly anxious too. It wasn't just like depression. It was, it was a mix of things. Um, and it was like depression, anxiety, trauma. I'm sure past life stuff was in there too, combined with ancestral wounding, combined with like my childhood experiences and teenage experience, all deliciously, delightfully coming to the surface, which FYI did not feel delicious or delightful. Real talk, it really didn't. And so yeah, I went to this psychiatrist in London and I went to her in a bit of a mess. I was just like, I need help. I like, I almost couldn't verbalize it. I was just like sobbing and distraught and my mind was looping so much. And it was, 
very distressing and she suggested these antidepressants so she suggested I think some Valium or something um quick releasing to help with the anxiety levels like I can't remember what it's called oxazepam or something um which is I think a tranquilizer but you know I'm not a medical professional so yeah I don't know and then also sertraline and I remember the moment really distinctly I was sitting in Pret-a-Manger who obviously don't sponsor this but it would be lols if they did um and I was with my mum and I remember having these pills in my hand both the sertraline and the oxazepam or oxazepam or pam I can't remember and it felt like a moment of surrender it felt like okay I'm just going to let my body have a rest for a moment have a moment of respite have a sense of safety within all of this other stuff other heaviness other all this strength of emotion that's surfacing and I really feel it was one of the best things I could have done for myself then and I still feel is I still feel choosing antidepressants was exactly what I needed in my in that moment and really helped me connect to a sense of safety that I've never felt. Growing up, I didn't, I grew up in quite a chaotic environment, not very steady, emotionally definitely didn't feel safe, and to have these antidepressants allowed me to access a felt sense of safety, allowed me, my system, my body, my mind, to relax enough to really receive support. And in its own way, it was magical. It is magical. I strongly believe that. And I remember a couple of weeks, or maybe even less than that, it could have been sooner than, it could have been just a week or a few days into me taking this medication and I started seeing colour again. And I had no idea that I hadn't even been seeing colour. But things around me, especially the flowers in my mum's garden at that time, looked bright, looked colourful, looked vibrant. And I was just like, wow, how have I not been seeing this? How have I not been seeing this? And I remember my psychiatrist at the time referred to it as something very chemical. She compared it to a diabetic um, taking, I think she said, insulin for their diabetes and that it's really just that simple of an exchange. And while I don't necessarily agree with that, I do feel there was so much power in taking it. And so I was on them side note I still am on them so I was on them until and I'm very like steadily on them on quite a high dose for a few years and I thankfully didn't have many side effects I as I was going on them and increasing my dose my body relaxed but also felt um like just more stuff was surfacing and 
having the higher dose really helped with just like easing that transition. Um, so I do remember because I was feeling pretty ill and pretty um, just not in a good place. When I first started the dose, yes, I saw color, but I also felt a bit frozen. It was like my body had, wasn't used to that level of support. So it was just like, ah, what do I do with this? And then I, I increased the dose a little bit more and we found a dose that really worked for me. And so, yeah, I was on that until last year. And it was last year I went to this like um, more holistic doctor that my mom had been going to, um, who is a magician, a genius in his own right. And he, I remember we'd had a whole day of me detoxing, going to this, I was in the sauna, I was doing ozone therapy, um, there was a bunch of other stuff involved too, and I'd forgotten that day to take my medication, and so later that night I took it, and what transpired, which was so interesting, was I started having a slight reaction, like I wasn't able to sleep all of that night, um, or a lot of that night, and my head started itching too. And it just felt like a really clear sign for me to consider going off of the medication. And it really felt aligned in my center and in my heart, like, okay, let's, let's try and come off them now. Because I'd been, I'd been considering it for a while, for even as much as a couple of years, and it just never felt like quite the right timing. And then I met this moment, I was in this moment, and I was just like, okay, it's time. It's time to come off them. And I was so determined in my decision. And so that was in October that I went to see that guy um, and had this moment of realization. And then and then I started tapering. And I was a little bit gung-ho at the beginning. I, um, <laughs> I tried to go off like 50 milligrams in one go, like to decrease my dose by 50 milligrams. Um, and <laughs> it was a shock to the system, let me tell you. And so I realized pretty, pretty quickly after that, okay, let's just take it a little bit slower. Let's just do 25 milligrams at a time. And I did, and what I realized coming off them was the more I came off them, and this was also paired with me really radically changing my diet. Back then I was really, really health conscious, really eating very cleanly. I was also on an elimination diet because I realized I was having some pretty big reactions to gluten as well. And so this doctor, well, not he's not a doctor technically, but this guy who we, who we went to see suggested an elimination diet. And so I was doing that and I was eating really quite simply, um, quite, uh, you know, basic whole foods. And I cut out a lot of things and I was tapering off this medication. So it could have been multiple things combined alongside some of the stuff I mentioned in my Why I Went to Mexico Part 1 um, podcast episode where I had all of those activations and really reconnected to my sexuality and my sensuality. And so, yeah, so I, I'm not sure I can pinpoint it to just the medication is what I'm trying to say. But I started tapering then. And with all of those things combined, I noticed my sensitivity increasing exponentially. Like 
just getting flashes of insight, um, starting to see, like even in Mexico, I was seeing ghosts, I was connecting to my grandmother's spirit, I was really opening up um, to a level I'd not experienced consciously before. Perhaps I had as a kid, but not not as an adult. And I was just so amazed because each time I took my dose down by a little bit, I had like this moment of expansion that followed pretty soon after where I was even more tapped into um, my intuition, um, kind of like my psychic senses, my clairvoyant abilities, my clairsentient, like all those kind of different clairs, um, which if you don't know about those, go and have a Google. Um, there's, I think, about four or five of them. Clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizant. Um, did I say clairsentience? I, I can't remember now. There's a few. So if you don't know what those are about, go and Google them. And so that was incredible just to witness that. And I was doing a lot of um, coffee enemas at the same time to really clean out my system um, which are one of my favorite practices. I definitely need to do an episode or share some insight around that because that has been so healing in my journey over the past eight months or so. And so, yeah, during my time in Mexico, I was consistently tapering the dose. And I was just doing it very intuitively. And I was also doing it without any help from my psychiatrist. She'd actually suggested I don't come off of them but I was very like, nope, this is what I want to do. And I don't know why I didn't reach out to her for support either. But either way, I navigated it solo. And I just tuned into my body and asked my body when it wanted to decrease the dose. And I just got sometimes days I would wake up and I would be like, okay, now we taper down a little bit more too. And what happened was I reached a point, I went to Ecuador to see my brother. I think that was in April. Yeah, it was in April. And a few days after arriving, I felt like, okay, it's time to decrease the dose again. And I hadn't had many issues. Um, and I, I decreased it a lot by that point to three quarters of what I'd been on. And so I went to this, this new, new decreased dose. And after two and a half weeks, give or take, I woke up one day and I just felt awful. My body felt like it had gone into shock. I almost couldn't, I felt like I couldn't move, I couldn't speak. It was very similar to um, how I had felt back in 2017. And I really had so not wanted it to be like that. I really had just been so like steadfast in this decision of this is the best way forward this is the right thing to do quote unquote right thing to do it was definitely my ego was getting a little bit involved it is more healthy to be off them than on them um i'd be more you know clean without them maybe even more spiritual without them and there was some truth in that because of my senses expanding because I was just feeling much more clear with my intuition. But I reached this point in May, two weeks later, where I was just like, okay, I surrender. And I remember distinctly 
trying to phone my mum actually at that time and I couldn't get through and so I thought to myself what would the most loving thing be to do right now what is the most loving decision I can make for myself with where I am right now and it was really a moment of remothering, reparenting myself without judgment, but solely on what would the most loving decision be. And in that moment in May, the most loving decision was to start increasing my dose again. And I felt I had failed. And I think there's still a part of me that does feel that way. That you know, I'd committed to coming off them. I really wanted to come off them. And I felt I was doing well with coming off them. I was making progress. And then it felt like I was just going, I was, you know, taking steps backwards by that point, by by increasing them again. But really, it just showed how much I had stepped up in my self-care, my self-trust and my self-love. Because back in 2017, I had no idea how to navigate how I was feeling. But this year, in May, I had more sovereignty, more clarity on what the most loving decision could look like. I had more options because I had antidepressants on me, because I could increase my dose, because I knew how much support they could give me. And I wouldn't have looked after myself in that way back in 2017 of what would the most loving decision be. Back then I was much more in survival mode and even though I was still in survival mode in that moment in May, I still had, from all the work I'd done, that, self, that ability to tune in to what, what a kind, loving parent would do for their child in that moment. What a loving decision could look like. And... It was difficult to make that decision. It was also it was difficult, but it was also easy. And again, similar to 2017, I remember increasing the dose that day. And I'm walking outside and the and the colors once again looked brighter. The flowers, the scenery looked sharper, looked more vivid, looked more real again. And I hadn't even known that it was starting to look more dull, more black and white, more grey. And since then, I have been navigating what dose would feel best for my body right now. I also have been navigating other things all at the same time. So I don't feel it was just the medication that was why I hit that point in May that didn't feel so good. I feel it was a combination of factors similar to 2017. And I'd experienced quite a lot of heartbreak, one in January, one in March. Um, I'd made some big and 
difficult and important decisions for myself, which involve me letting go of people, of beings that were in my life. And that, together with the medication, together with leaving Mexico, that felt so like home, that felt so nourishing, that had such a sense of community for me, but also a bit of sweetness to it with the last couple of heartbreaks I'd experienced. The best thing I could have done was to increase it. So like I was saying, I've been increasing it a little bit since, since that dose. And I'm not going to go into what dose I'm on necessarily because I'm not sure how much it would benefit. Um, and it feels like a boundary thing to share that. But I am going to invite you, whoever is listening to this, to consider how much support you really allow yourself to receive without judgment. I invite you to reframe how you look towards Western medicine. Because even though there is corruption within it, even though there aren't some great points within it, I don't feel it's necessarily all bad or all good. There is nuance. There, is, there are grey areas. It is not black and white. And this is what I feel this experience taught me, this most recent experience in May, that there can be nuance within this. There can be spirituality in something that isn't necessarily, you wouldn't necessarily think of it as spiritual. It asked me to surrender. It asked me to hand over my trust into something else. And it allowed me to reconnect to safety, to reconnect to my intuition, to find my feet again. And it's important that I'm sharing this because if you feel your, yourself a sense of judgment around medication, if you've felt like you could do with that extra support, but you don't want to be judged for it, you don't want to judge yourself for it. Follow what feels right for you. That's the permission slip I want to give you. To feel into what is the best decision, what is the most loving decision you can make for yourself. And then take action accordingly. So that is a snippet of my story and I feel there isn't much more to necessarily say on it, at least from a personal perspective. But what I want to dive into right now in this moment is to connect with the energy of antidepressants to connect with it and see what wants to channel through it, if it has a message to share with us from that more spiritual perspective. To hear from it directly what it has to say.
So I'm just going to tune into that energy now. What do you want to say? I want you to know I'm always here. I'm always willing to offer a hand. Anything else? What's striking is that instead of a message I'm getting, I got a really clear visual just now. I saw a halo image. A yellow halo image. And it feels just confirmation of the sacredness within it. What else does it represent? That it's angelic. That we're not here to harm as much as we are here to support, to nourish, to soften. Not everyone can take us. But those who need it, who connect with our energy, can thrive and flourish with it. Is there anything else you want to say? I'm hearing a no. So that is the message directly from antidepressant energy <laughs> I've never done that before but that felt powerful didn't it powerful and comforting so I hope this episode provided you with some support some comfort, a permission slip if you needed it. And I invite you once more to consider what the most loving choice is in this moment. What the most loving choice would look like for yourself right now. To take a breath. To find a way to ground. To connect back with yourself. To remember how magnificent you are. I'm going to leave it here for today. And I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.